Well, now, rise the ground and go get it. I am your host, Mike Man. It's Friday. Back with another episode of the Hottest Thing Smoke It Rap Weed Tiki Podcast going up on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Anchor, SoundCloud, YouTube, and more, man. Wherever you stream this, the music podcast. Go ahead and push the subscribe button when it's loud, literally loud, circle for me because of COVID. You know, give me 12 feet, 6 for the COVID, 6 for your button. We got a notification button tap. We got a circle, bro, just like that. It's Friday. Hey, you know what that means? Hey, man, talking about the Kwame Brown situation, and I think this shit just got ethered by Stephen A. Smith. Uh, we talk about Dominique Wilkins uh, being denied entry to a restaurant. The restaurant later apologizing. And um, yeah, it's Friday, man. My scheduling has kind of been out because I've been in the gym. Been going back to the gym, been trying to uh, get my endurance and my uh, body built correctly. I'm trying to be the sexiest podcast alive, believe it or not. No, I'm just playing. But uh, for real, though, just trying to stay healthy. And back in the gym, so that pushes back my, you know, my uh, editing of the podcast and getting it to you in a timely fashion. That's why yesterday's episode came late last night. Incidentally, go ahead, man, go ahead, sound off, whether you like Stephen A or not, What? Ever you feel about him, but go ahead, man. Go ahead. Because Stephen A on his show, Stephen A's World, in true Stephen A fashion, doing what Stephen A does. I mean, he just ethered Kwame Brown simple with nothing but facts. And the monologue that he was providing. You know, gave context to the real situation that's going on with Kwame Brown and why everybody has been, you know, chiming in like they have. I mean, this is ESPN. These are sports podcasts, whatever, show, sports shows, and they comment on sports and everything related. And the good, the bad, the ugly comes with it, right? It's been going on. Since the inception of ESPN, that's what they're known for. The shit that they, their anchors can say that will shock your ass, that will be funny quips and witty quotes and shit. But they are reporting accuracy and, you know, they're doing a good job, bro. Like I said, I've been a fan of ESPN for years. And... I saw Stephen A. when he first came on. At first, you know, he came across as kind of arrogant or whatever. But see, that's the problem when it comes to a black man in this industry, media, entertainment, whatever. That's one of the problems, see. Because if you look at 
how ESPN was built, the model. Like I said, witty quotes, smart shit coming here and there, left field, uh, you know, jabs and shit that the anchors can say. Let alone anybody else coming on the show, they gonna give you a good sound bite or whatever. But you're getting great sound bites from the anchors. They coming up with quitty quotes, like fucking, like everything, bro. And it's making you want to watch ESPN. That's what's making them attract you in. They got them barbershop, barroom humor or whatever, so to speak, in a way, but clean for the network. But, um, yeah, Stephen A. came in, people looking at him like, who the fuck is this guy thinking he talking this and that, blah, 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 blah. Then it's revealed that he played basketball, that he wasn't that good, and he, he admitted on the show that he was a scrub in some ways. Uh, but he did hit the nail on the head when he said, and I had to sit back and think about it. Because I've been, you know, providing content on Kwame Brown since this shit started. And I had to think about it. I mean, and it, like I say, things that we deal with as black men, people don't get it. But I'm going to break it down to you and you're going to get it. And I'll use the great, the late, great Bernie Mac as an example. Bernie Mac would say some shit and you know he would tell you you don't give a fuck you need your head somebody needs to tell you and motherfuckers would roll with that I think a lot of the time people get away from wanting to hear the shit they need to hear. Only going off emotion or trying to ride the wave of the moment of feeling a certain way or picking a side. Like, let's sit back and talk about it. Kwame Brown. Seven teams. He's made 63, almost $64 million dollars. People say, why are you coming down on this band for blah, blah, blah? He providing for his family. Well, if it's easy for someone to say, uh, maybe, say like Jamarcus Russell, Tim Tebow, even though he's back into the league now. But uh, Blake Bortles. Like, people that the NFL considered bust because they didn't live up to a certain expectation. Like, what is that? I mean, nobody can criticize this man. I mean, Stephen A. ran the tape. The tape was only one minute of what he was showing, but there is a total of 15 minutes of footage. The fact that he was able, and I'm quite sure there is more. That's just the shit that he considered blooper worthy to show on TV. Yeah. Like, 
he hit him with facts. He did the mic drop and nothing but facts. Listen to Rapper Weed TV the podcast. Stay tuned for this short break. Chill. day every day from rapper week tv the podcast you got a small business event or product that you need to promote you can get a one month ad placed on rapper week tv the podcast on spotify iHeartRadio, google podcast and more wherever you stream this music or podcast we have current regular listeners in seven countries and throughout the u.s and you can get a one month ad today and receive one month free serious inquiries only just send an email to Podcast at yahoo enter promotion code rwtv25 that's rwtv25 and for more informo- information just hit the email below Podcast at yahoo.com Mike Man, NBMG all day. Chill. We're back. Rapper Weed TV, the podcast. I'm your host, Mike Man, represent MBMG all day, a day. Kwame Brown. Yeah. It, uh, it was looking like Kwame, you know, and t- to some, it still looks like that, but. Stephen A had a point. Like you got, and I said this other day in my content that he's gotten more attention than he's gotten probably in his entire life, and I think he's using that to capitalize. And even now that he's grown, he's gonna get shit off his chest. That's what it feels like to me. That's what I said, basically. Yeah. But Stephen A, you know, he eat through him, bro. Me personally, I think he eat through him. And he won't be responding. Stephen A probably won't. But next up, man, Dominique Wilkins. Now, I, when the video popped up, I saw it. it was on national news and everything. But, you know, I guess at the time or the names of the people involved or whatever... Like the female, you probably wouldn't think, you know, if her name wasn't Wilkins or if it was, you probably not thinking Wilkins as in that Wilkins. But when it turns out, it's the son of Dominique Wilkins, a former NBA legend. Like shit, the human highlight reel going up against Jordan and dunk contest year after year. Battling. Like, yo, Dominique Wilkins. Yeah, that Dominique Wilkins. When he's getting turned away, his family's getting turned away from a restaurant over some bullshit like some shoes, a t-shirt, when it's clearly visible in the video that there's a little white kid with a t-shirt 
and some tennis shoes. Now, I mean, the video, the video, I think it, the video came up a few months ago. came up a few months ago and I think no everything is now being revealed that it was Dominique Wilkins so it's going like such Atlanta racism and restaurant Dominique Wilkins accuses them of turning him away. Says he was uh, declined because the color of his skin. It was at the restaurant called Le Biboki. And he said he, uh, for the reason it was uh, issued a business casual dress code that includes uh, jeans and sneakers but prohibits baseball caps and athletic clothing including sweatpants and tops Wilkinson responded by saying he was wearing designer casual pants and a shirt the restaurant later came back Sunday afternoon and said we want to apologize to Mr. Wilkins for his experience at our restaurant and also want for any confusion of our dress code we may have caused to be, I guess, fixed or whatever. We in no way intended for him to feel unwanted and welcome and open dialogue with him. Our upscale dining experience and our brand's culture is made up of multiple elements, which include our music, our food, our patrons, and tires. We continue to strive to manifest our dining experience in a way that is exciting and most importantly, inclusive. Wilkins wrote that he was initially told they had no tables before being told he wasn't dressed well enough. I guess if there were no tables, then why the following comment, he tweeted. Wilkins, he's uh, vice president and special advisor to the CEO for the Atlanta Hawks and also a color commentator for Bally Sports Southwest. But, uh, the restaurant is now issuing apologies and like I say, if you saw the video and you want to, I'm quite sure you do your Googles, you'll see the video and it's clear they show and pan over to the white boy guess him and his family are getting ready to leave or leaving and he has um in my opinion spade being a spade you would consider that shit athletic attire I mean shorts a little t-shirt with graphic prints or some shit on it Nike or something like that and some tennis shoes well if the dress code says that why is he in here? But you initially say to Dominique Wilkins and his family that initially there are no tables. Then you tell him 
They're not dressed well enough. Like, bro, you know you just fucked up, right? Like, but that being an upscale restaurant, it remains to see if, you know, anything further is going to come up. If anything, you're probably going to have more rich people going there. I mean, I'm just calling the spade the spade, bro. Rich people going to go there. They're going to want to find out. going to come back and gossip to your friends. And, uh, you know. But, I don't know. If a lawsuit may be brought up or anything like that. I don't see anything or inklings of it. But, it's a possibility that this may be just swept under the rug and forgotten about. But, yeah, for the most part, it's going to be talked about. For the most part. But yeah. Dominique turned away from the restaurant. With his fam man. That was wild. It's wild. But you know. This is the kind of shit that. This is the kind of shit that people try to. That we try to. You know. Convey and get people to realize. Like. Certain shit won't be tolerated man. And then. Amongst ourselves, if we can't even tolerate ourselves coming, critiquing, and trying to keep us on point, like what the fuck are we really doing? Like what? What can, we can't be told anything about nobody. We don't want nobody doing wrong to us, but we can't tell each other shit. Just gotta go about your business, whatever. Like how does that work? But we are our brother's keeper. How can I keep you and help you and assist you if I can't critique you when it's needed the most? Because they're not going to tell you or care to tell you. I mean, that's quite evident, right? I mean, not trying to be racial or nothing, but a spade is a spade. That's all it is, bro. But I'm your host, Mike Man, representing MBMG all day. Uh, uh, went to the gym yesterday, day three. And, you know, working on my chest and my arms, man. Getting my, uh, my shot back in order as far as, you know, on the basketball court. But I'll be ready to probably joining the pickup games in a couple of weeks. The only thing about, you know, me going back to the gym now is just got back in the day three, but I'll be getting ready to go back out of town. So the adventures of Bell and Dame, I'll be recording another segment or a few segments or content from that. And hopefully some episodes of Rapper Week TV podcast and Rapper Week TV while we're on the road. So, uh, yeah, got a flight to catch in a few weeks. Uh, well, got a flight to catch in a week. And, <clears throat> yeah, so stay tuned for that. Uh, as far as the content, it's gonna come as I'm able to, you know, faster I'm able to put it out there. Record it, edit, blah, blah, blah. Get it to you. You'll have it. But as always, I'm appreciative of those who rocking with me, listening to me right now, streaming 
my uh, back catalog, all that, man. I greatly appreciate it. Couldn't thank you enough, and I thank you sincerely from the bottom of my heart. So, I am your host, Mike Man, representing MBMG. About to get out of here. Y'all enjoy your weekend. It's Friday. Have a blessed weekend. Be safe. Be breezy. Stay sanitized. Stay dangerous. Stay the fuck out the way. When it's loud, little loud circle forming because the COVID I can't pass. I need 12 feet, six for the COVID, six for your pen ass blunt. Tap the notification button. You hit that notification bell. Add me to your playlist. We got a circle. Simple as that, man. Hey, y'all enjoy y'all Friday, man. It's up there. We out. Back Rapper Weed TV the podcast. I'm your host, Mike Man, representing BMG all day. A day. Back with another episode. Rapper Weed TV, the podcast. I can't say that enough. I just ain't smoking. Chill. Hey, man. So, before the break, we were talking about Stephen A. Smith. He ethers Kwame Brown with straight facts. Now, you know, this being, you know, the podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, there's no video for this. YouTube purposes, they flag shit, you know, so we're going to play a little snippet of what Stephen A. had to say. Drop passes.
keep going. Keep, keep, keep. Go ahead, watch this. Airball. Look at that pass from Steven Jackson. Went through his, his legs. You see? You see that? Here it is again. Another drop. Another air ball in the lane. A layup. An air ball layup. Man, so I mean, 
if you go look at Stephen A. Smith's YouTube page, you will see the video, man. Like, passes going through his legs. Him missing the... I mean, he got the ball right in his hands, right under the goal. All he got to do is go up and dunk, and it slips through his hands like fucking the ball got butter on it or some shit. Like, every time. He did that shit at least like 10 times in that video. Different games. Like, once in one game, it seemed like uh against the Washington Bullets. I mean, yeah, against his former team, the Washington Bullets, he did this shit like three times. So, bro, come on. Yeah. The point I was trying to make earlier is that sometimes we as black people... We hate criticism from our own people, our own kind. But, like I said, in matters of, like, crime and shit or when shit goes on black on black like that, I think, personally, we should come down our, on our own even harder before the white man comes down hard on them. You know? That's how we have to teach ourselves about you know bettering ourselves in a way to where we can accept shit or certain shit is not affecting us because we're looking at the overall big picture you made 64 million dollars while in the NBA that's a fact you were better than Stephen A. Smith. You got to the NBA. That's a fact. Like Stephen A. basically laid it out. Nobody really, if you really think about it, nobody personally attacked him like that. And, I mean, that's a fact. I mean, going back to the Gilbert Arenas thing where he was talking to Matt Barnes. Now, keep in mind, former teammates of his if they did say something they could say something because they were there they would know right they would know something like the fact that the criticism like it's the words I thought words never hurt me part but it seems like the words are some of the most deadliest things amongst each other, amongst the black community, black men saying shit to each other, get you riled up to like this where you can say whatever. But you're a successful black man who, spade being a spade, we gotta call it what it is, bro. You got rich, really, for doing nothing. I mean, yeah, you did get to the NBA. You were that good to stay there for 13 years, I guess. But maybe you were there just as a body. Maybe you were showing flashes of, you know, they can keep you around. I mean, bro, you had to do something all right. For them to keep you around 13 years. You got 64 million dollars in the process. But the overall he just stated the facts. 
if they talking about making commentary on the greatest of all times or the long uh, long list of players that have come and gone where each one ranks and all this and you're you just happen so to be at the bottom bro that's no reason to take everything so damn serious and yeah, yeah, me looking back on it now, I, I, I just, I mean, at first, I kind of sympathized, you know, and kind of understood his position. But then, just like with the black community, we go off of what we hear, go off of what's coming out, or the rumors and all that shit, basically mostly the rumors or the he say shit. That's what we go off of. So, we going off of that. Bloggers, podcasters, we going off of that. That's content. We have to. But, just looking at it. Outside in, spade being a spade. The facts are the facts. You were not that good. And that's all they ever was talking about. You're not that good as a basketball player. Now, the Charlemagne incident, like basically Charlemagne, like I said, you being from the same nigga the woods that he's from, he probably should have just kept his mouth closed on the situation. He probably should have just been mom's the word on the situation, kept it moving, probably... You know, mention something, but shouldn't have just taken it there in true Charlemagne fashion. But he did, and that's what got him there. But then when you go back looking, as <clears throat> it's like when he fired up Jamea Hill now, all she did, all she did was trying to inject a little humor, but shit, how, how factual. Do you think she was about her statement? Let me run the tape back. See if I never said nothing bad about him. Don't want him talking about. Like bro. You got mad because she commented on it. And called her a bitch. And all this and that. Like like, bro. But that's what we do in the black community though. It's all good to fire off on people and shit. When we mad and angry. But you can't take criticism. You can't take. Somebody comment on your skill, your expertise, so to speak. Not your, your manhood or your. Nobody said shit about your manhood. I never heard nobody going back looking at the tapes. I never heard nobody say shit about your manhood, this and that. Because your manhood was proved by going to the NBA straight from high school being able to stay there for 13 years so yeah you pull your man that's not questionable nobody brought that up bro they just brought up your skills during the tenure of you being there how that didn't live up or how it wasn't adequate to being a first round draft pick number one Overall, 
Normally when they draft the number one motherfucker, they're saying, hey, this motherfucker is better than everybody out there. Yeah, but Arenas was in your draft. Like, come on, bro. Seven teams. Thirteen years. Seven teams, that's an average of two years per team. There, that that's basically them giving you the trial run the first year. The second year, they seen you couldn't do it, so they let you go. And that's what you were known as, a journeyman. That's a body you can plug in here until somebody develops skills where you can replace him or bench him, and that's what ultimately happened. If anything, bro, you should be mad at the seven teams that treated you the way they treated you. Instead of just being up front with you and letting you know. But, in American fashion, true capitalization of, of, of America... Think about it. They put you out there. Let you embarrass yourself. The games you did. Games you had flashes. Okay. Hey. It's beneficial to them. Whether they win or lose. It's still beneficial. We have a body out here. We can just plug in. Until. One of the other guys rest up. And they can go in. And you're on the bench. You should be mad at teams. Not the people out that get paid to talk about everybody. Not just your business. Everybody's business. That's what they get paid to do, bro. Bloggers, podcasting, that's what they do. That's how they're trying to break into the industry. Or that's how they make their living. Or... Put food on the table or their source of income or whatever you call it or want to call it. This is Rap Weed TV, the podcast. I'm your host, Mike Man, MBMG. Y'all stay tuned. Chill.